You're listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. Bridges is a house church movement meeting in homes all across Music City. To find a house church near you or to find other ways to support or get involved, go to BridgesNashville.com. Well, come on. Who's excited to be in the house today? Man, you guys can do better than that three years. Come on, let's hear you. Man, I didn't realize how long those videos were, so I didn't realize I would be standing up here watching a screen for five minutes. That was pretty awkward for me. I feel like, you know, the guy that was on American Idol that didn't know he couldn't sing and went on in front of millions of people only to be told on national television. Yeah. But anyway, I appreciate you guys bearing with me through that. Man, three years, of course, 2020, that feels like seven years. It's a, it's a dog year, right? Like COVID was crazy. It's still, we're dealing with that. But man, we've made it. And I believe the best is yet to come. Side note. Uh, Pastor Mark, who you saw at the end of that video, Mark Batterson, he's my pastor. He's the pastor of our parent church. He's going to be here at Bridges Nashville preaching October 3rd. So make sure you mark your calendars, invite some friends. We're kicking off a new series in October called Whisper, and it's all about hearing the Lord, hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit, hearing the direction from God. Who needs more of that in their life? Awesome, awesome. Well, that's what the series is going to be all about. And then Heather Zempel, who you saw just before him, she's going to be preaching right here. Yeah, she's my favorite preacher, okay? And she's going to be right here in November kicking off a new series when we do that. So you definitely want to catch what's coming down the lane here at Bridges. Well, let me ask you a question. What's your favorite movie? What is your favorite book? Everybody has one. For the record, my favorite movie of all time, Mel Gibson's Braveheart. I know I'm not unique to guys in that one. Uh, My favorite book of all time is The Pursuit of God by A.W. Tozer. Now, whether it's books or movies or TV shows, uh, they all depend on one thing, the story. The plot line, the rise and fall, the character development, the conflict and the resolution. What makes a good story, you ask? Tension. Tension. Now, can we, can we all agree that over these last 18 months, if there's anything that we've felt, uh, it's probably a little bit of tension, right? A little bit of conflict, a little bit of the ground shaking up underneath our very feet. But here's what I know. Hebrews 12, verse 27 says that all things will be shaken so that only the unshakable remains. And here is what is unshakable, the kingdom of heaven. And so while the ground feels like it's shaking underneath our feet, I want to remind you of something today. And this is the title of the message, and it's simple. Trust God with your story. You see, there is someone writing a story in your life, and it is not you. It is God. He is the author of all life. He is writing our story. And let me tell you, he writes a pretty good book. In fact, the Bible, by standards, is the best-selling book of all time, right? A lot of tension in that book, a lot of conflict, a lot of people that we can lean into for their story. And it's oftentimes, whether we're watching a movie or we're living it out, that in a story, there are moments where uh, the characters go through hardship and trials. And as an audience, these are the moments that we lean into, right? We want to see, will they make it out? Is everything going to be okay? Is Katniss going to save her district? Is Harry Potter going to defeat Voldemort, right? We want to lean into these stories and find out if everything is going to be okay. But when we are in the story, oh, it's a little bit different. We don't really like to lean into that conflict moment, do we? When you're in the midst of a battle, a storm, or a fire, how do you respond? And today, 
for our three-year anniversary. We've been talking about story. We've been sharing testimonies so far, what God has written so far in our journey. And I believe he's just getting started. I believe the best is yet to come. He's not done yet. And I don't know if we're in the forward section at three years or if we're in chapter one or chapter two, but here's what I know. As a church, a three-year-old makes you a toddler, right? So you're kind of figuring out how to go from walking to running. You're getting your feet. And I honestly believe, as I was praying this morning, that this is going to be a year of trajectory. This is going to be a year where we find our feet as a church, and we don't limp anymore, but we run. Amen? And I believe Nashville needs it. Is anybody else behind me today? Oh, my goodness. Come on. I know it's raining outside, but we're inside, okay? Listen, God is writing our story. He gave my wife Sarah and I a dream to plant a life-giving, Jesus-centered, gospel-focused church in the heart of Music City back in 2016. He gave us this dream to start house churches, the dream to plant more churches out of bridges all across Tennessee, wherever there was a city where college and music was at the focus. He gave us a dream as a church to write and release original music. He gave us a dream to see one life transformed at a time by the power and presence of Jesus. He gave us a dream to see the lost found, to see the lonely find community, to see those who are far from God become full-fledged disciples of Christ. And I want to tell you, when God gives you a vision, he gives you provision. He provides the people that are going to be needed in your path. He provides the finances to make that happen. He provides everything you will ever need because he is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. When God gives you a dream, it's not your reputation at stake. It's his. It's his promise that he's given to you. And you know this. Uh, My title might be lead pastor, but Jesus is the shepherd of his church. Amen? He is the one who is steering this ship, and he's leading us to greater days. The best is yet to come. Man, I love Facebook because it'll remind you of the years past and highlights. And so I was getting a bunch of those highlight reminders this week. And September 16th, 2018, with a launch team of about 30 people, we had no idea what was in store over the next few years. But we walked by faith and not by sight. Am I alone in that? We walk by faith and not by sight. We trust in every situation. So trust the author of the story. Trust that God is writing your story. We've been talking about testimony today. That's what this message is all about. What is the testimony in your life? What's the story that God is writing in your life? That is what your testimony is. Testimony is just a Bible word for your God story. Where has he brought you from? What were you doing? And Jesus stepped in and then things changed. We believe in testimony. We're so all about it. Even in our house churches as we meet, we start off sharing testimony. Why? Because Revelation 12, verse 11, it tells us that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. Let me tell you something. This was written to the early church. This is a way that they would need to overcome persecution and trials and hardship, imprisonment, and even death. And it was by the blood of the lamb, that's what Jesus has done, when he sacrificed himself on the cross, the greatest love act in history, that part has been taken care of. So the blood of the lamb, part one. But part two and how we overcome and how we defeat the enemy is by the word of our testimony. That's what we bring to the table. And so when you don't share your story, you're only winning half of that battle. 
Does that make sense? We've got to be able to share our story and our testimony. And so whenever we start off with house church, we go around the table, and we're literally seated at a table. We eat together. We do life with one another, and we say, what has God done in your life this week? And what happens is when one person shares, it ignites faith in the next, and they share, and they share, and they share, and we begin to realize, man, God is so real. God is so real. And if he's real, and we've got a testimony, then all bets are off. And I believe today, as I share this message, I'm going to highlight three stories that I believe are going to build your faith today. And by the way, speaking of house church, at all of our tables, you're going to see an infographic. And let me just tell you, uh, at that graphic, you're going to see four different house churches that are meeting on four different nights of the week. We want to give you guys options. So Sunday through Wednesday right now, we have house churches. And uh, this is the best way to step into community. There's a QR code on that infographic. I'm all about QR codes, as you've probably noticed from the screens. I just think they're the coolest thing in the world. But anyway. We do house church on the second and fourth weeks of the month, so we meet from Sunday night to Wednesday night, and then the first Sunday gathering here at the listening room, you guys have known that, we've been doing that ever since last year, but something new that we're kicking off next month, check this out, the third Sunday of the month will be a worship night here at the Listening Room Cafe at 6 p.m. We've heard so many of you guys say, man, we just want to get together more and worship together. We want to pray together as a church. And so we're responding to that, and we're going to get together every Sunday evening, the third Sunday evening of the month, okay? Does that make sense? So first Sunday gathering, third Sunday worship night here at the Listening Room, and then second and fourth weeks of the month, we are in house church. Is anybody excited about that? Come on, man. I'm just amped up today. I had a lot of coffee. I'm ready to go, okay? I know it was raining. I was running out. and We had to switch parking lots. We usually park behind us, so we had a last-minute parking lot switch. So I'm, I was running all over the place, but thank God for caffeine and the Holy Spirit, okay? So I just want to share uh, three stories, three testimonies. These are three trust moments as a young life in our church. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. Trust God with your impossible. Trust God with your impossible. Luke 137, nothing will be impossible with God. You know, when we found out that we were gonna be able to meet here at the Listening Room Cafe, which in itself is a miracle story. Hey, I love, if you're watching online, I love uh, a pastor, or, or well, not pastor, Chris Blair, who owns the Listening Room. We love the staff here, Chase and Elise and Jenna. Love all the people that work. In fact, some of our team here at Bridges, uh, Patrick and Jonathan, run sound, for the Listening Room Cafe. So we have a special relationship with these guys. We love the Listening Room. But when we found out back in 2018 that we could meet here, we were excited, except when it came to one thing, the very thing that I just mentioned. What does every venue downtown struggle with? Parking, that's right. And so we were like, Lord, what are we gonna do here? We have no idea. Now, before the premier lot across the street was filled with construction bins and trucks, it was an empty, vacant lot. And that was the lot that we knew we needed because it was the closest distance to the listening room. And so we believed God for that lot. The only problem was there was no contact information. We didn't know who to talk to or what number to call to get in touch with the owners of that premier lot. I talked to Chris, the owner of the listening room. He had been trying for months to secure a valet contract, couldn't figure out a number, didn't know who to talk to. So we didn't have a name. We didn't have a number. We had a prayer. In fact, Caleb and I, we began to do prayer circles around that parking lot. People, people thought we were crazy. 
But we knew something they didn't, that God answers prayer. And so we began to pray over that parking lot. Now, let me tell you, the summer before we launched in 2018, I was driving Lyft, okay? Because church planner salary is uh, the big goose egg. So I was driving Lyft, and I was meeting people and getting to know our city. And I would drive every morning from about 6.30 in the morning to 10. And then I'd go about church planting, okay? Meeting people and getting things ready. Well, one morning, I ended that shift at 10 a.m., and I was right in the 12 South area. And I felt like the Holy Spirit says, I go into this park and just begin to pray. Okay, I turn my app off. I go into this park, and I just start to pray. And as I'm praying in this park, I felt the Holy Spirit say, no, turn your app back on. Oh, okay. I turned the Lyft driver back on. Within seconds, a ride pops up. It's this guy. His name is Adam. So I hop in my car. I go pick up Adam right across the street, and we begin to ride across town to Demombrian. And all of my passengers get a conversation, whether they want it or not. And so as soon as he got in, I began to ask him, hey, Adam, what, are you from Nashville? No, I just moved here from, from New York City. Oh, no way. What brought you here to Nashville? Oh, real estate. I said, oh, interesting, man. My brother's in real estate. Uh, what kind of real estate are you in? He said, hotels and a couple parking lots. Yeah, you know where this story is going. And I just asked him, what parking lots do you oversee? And he said, you ever heard of the Listening Room Cafe? I own the parking lot across the street. Only about a million people in the Nashville metro area, the guy that I needed to talk to, the guy that I couldn't figure out who to call, whose number it was, or what his name was, got in my car for a lift ride from 12 South to DeMombrian. Are you kidding me? Can we give glory to God? That's amazing. So I tell this guy, I tell Adam, I said, I think the Lord put you in my car today. And he starts to go for the handle. And now I just, he said, oh, really? Tell me about it. And I said, well, the parking lot that you just described, I've been praying over it for three months. Didn't know who to talk to. Didn't know who to call. He said, well, my grandma is a believer. Here's my number. I'll give you guys a good rate. He gave us a rate way out of our asking zone. Two weeks before we launched, we got it at a third of their original asking price. God is good. Nothing. Yeah, come on. Nothing is impossible with God. Second story I want to tell you is uh, trust God with your relationships. Or to take it a step further, you can write this down. Trust God to connect you with the right people at the right time. You see, because he knows who you need in your life and when you need them to come into your life. A few months after we launched in September of 2018, I was down in Texas at a conference. I got on a flight to come back and uh, for the weekend service here at Bridges, Nashville. I sat down. This is non-assigned seating, and I just walked to the back of the plane. I sat down to this really sweet couple. Now, I'm not usually the talkative type on an airplane, especially now, like, post-COVID or pre-COVID, whatever we're in COVID right now. Like, I know that some people can be a little standoffish on a flight, so we all bring our AirPods in, and we're just chilling, right? But I felt compelled to sit next to this couple, and for some reason, I began a conversation with them, and they talked back. <gasps> Amazing. And we talked the entire flight from Texas to Nashville. Well, come to find out, they had a daughter who was in college here in Nashville, and she wasn't really plugged into any church. And so, of course, as a church planner, I tell them all about Bridges. And so a couple weeks later, she comes, and she brings a couple of her friends, uh, Cordell Bay and Patrick McDermott. Now, their daughter ended up attending another church and finding a great church, but Cordell and Patrick from that first Sunday have been faithfully attending 
serving, leading, giving. Cordell is now in our uh, protege program with National Community Church. He, he dates Delaney, our worship leader. Uh, listen, relationships can happen in church, okay? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cordell, uh, he plays bass. He's on our production team. Last time we gathered, he was on a hospitality. He co-leads a house church with Patrick and Delaney, okay? Patrick is now our worship pastor, and I think he's single-handedly invited over 100 people to Bridges himself, okay? But this was all two and a half years later from a random conversation with a couple on an airplane. Oh, but wait, it wasn't random. Here's what I know. When we pray, coincidences tend to happen. When we don't pray, they don't seem to happen quite as much. God was writing a story. He was lining up which airplane I'd get on, where I would sit on the airplane, who I would talk to, knowing that there would be an invitation and Coriel and Patrick three years later. Now there are countless stories because of their yes, because of what they said, and because of how they followed after Jesus, all from a simple invite. God will connect you to the right people at the right time. And I could spend the rest of today, tomorrow, and the following day telling more and more connection stories like that that would blow your mind. But I've got time for one more story. Lastly, write this down. Trust God with what's in your hands. Trust God with what you have. In particular, trust him with your finances. February 2020, just before the pandemic hit, we had our church's trailer stolen. It was parked behind a church all of our gear in it, all the kids' gear, the signs, the hospitality stuff, uh, coffee makers, production gear, music gear, about $30,000 worth of equipment stolen in an instant, not to mention the trailer itself, which was also brand new. Well, then a couple weeks later, Nashville is hit with the awful tornado in 2020. You guys remember this in March of last year? I was attending a conference down in Dallas that my pastor, Mark, was speaking at. And, uh, of course, when the tornado hits, I'm making phone calls that morning, just making sure everybody's okay. And my pastor, Mark, he, he sends me a text message. He says, look, I know what happened with the trailer and now the tornado. I'm sending you $5,000 from National Community Church. $5,000. I didn't know what to do with it. I said, what should I do with these funds? He said, however you want to use these funds. Now, something in my spirit told me we needed to use this money to bless our city rather than just replace our gear. Most church planners, I don't know if they would think that way. I don't know why I was thinking that way. Maybe it was interesting pizza the night before, but I just felt compelled to bless our city. And so we used that $5,000, and we put together 225 care kits. You guys, I think we got some pictures on the screen. You may have been here for this, pair, this care kit packing service. We packed 225 bags filled with supplies for those who had been hit by the tornado. We bought hundreds of Walmart gift cards. It was an amazing moment for our church. And the following week, we went out and delivered these care kits. We partnered with our friends at the Bridge Ministry here in Nashville to help with tornado relief. And I was riding around in a semi-truck dropping off supplies with my friend Alex, who you just saw on the shout-out video. In the middle of these deliveries that we're making to local schools, I get a phone call from Pastor Mike Burnett up in Clarksville, uh, he, he saw the Instagram post about the trailer being stolen. He said, KP, what do you guys need? I said, well, man, we just need a lot of prayer. And, you know, he said, stop being nice. What do you need? And I said, well, we, we had a lot stolen. The insurance doesn't look like it's kicking in. He said, all right, $10,000 is coming to your account later today. 
I said, yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> that was pretty cool. We continued to drive around Nashville, dropping off supplies, and more phone calls and more texts come in with more incredibly sized financial gifts to Bridges. And then at the end of the day, I'll never forget this, Alex, who I had been riding around with in the car making these deliveries, part of his story is that he was planting a church back in 2018, and God had a little bit of things happening in his life, and they had to change the game plan. And so they decided to call off the church plant. Well, he said, Curtis, we've been delivering these supplies all day, and I've been hearing your story and just seeing people call, and I know what happened with the trailer. So I called my board the last time you went in to drop off some bags. I'm going to get choked up here. And he said, I talked to my board, and they said, the money that we had fundraised in that pre-launch season, we can only give it to a like organization. Bridges fits that mold. We're wiring you $10,000. You guys, we started with five. We invested it into our city. God turned it into $40,000 in a day, in a day. Later on, I get a phone call from Dustin Smith down at Hope UC, and he says, KP, I saw the, the Instagram post. What can we do? He buys us a brand new trailer. I get a phone call from Wisden Moon, who's one of our friends in, in the music world, and he says, hey, what can we do? And so he hooks us up with WFL Drums. They give us a brand new drum kit that we got to pick out on the website. Zach was really excited about that. You guys, we ended up with extra funds, better gear, newer gear than we had. Here's what I know, Genesis 50, 20, what the enemy means for evil, God will turn it around for your good. Romans 8, 28, let's flash this on the screen. This is my life verse. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Now, I wonder what the story might have been if we hadn't used that first $5,000 to bless our city take that faith step. We'll never know, but I know this, that when you give God what's in your hands, he tends to multiply that. You cannot outgive God. That's why as a church, we believe in generosity. It's why we support local and global missions. It's the reason that 10% of everything that comes in goes right back out to church planning through the church multiplication network. It's why we encourage you, hey, if you're not giving to start giving, and if you can't tithe and give 10%, Start somewhere. Take one step today. What is one way that you could put your trust in God with giving? Because here's what I know. In Malachi chapter 3, it's the only place in the entire Bible where God says, test me in this, and I will show myself. Instead, In fact, it says, I'll open the windows of heaven and pour out blessing that you don't have room enough to contain. That story I just shared is proof of that. When you trust God with what's in your hands, he always blesses that. Many of you guys remember Mark and Mary beautiful homeless couple that lived across the street in a tent. During COVID, they moved away, and I believe they found some housing. It's an amazing story. I'm really excited about that. But I want to share one last story. I'll never forget when Mary gave for the first time. She slowly made her way up to the front, and she gave this bag of pennies. It says, may God bless from Mark and Mary. And I was reminded of the story of the widow who gave two mites. And Jesus said, she's given more than all of you because you, you gave out of your abundance, but she gave out of what she didn't have. And I've kept this bag of pennies on my desk as a reminder that when we do big things or little things, God sees that. When we do little things like they're big things, God will do big things like they're little things. Trust God with what you have. Trust him with what's in your hand. 
Yeah, I know there are stories all across this room. And we could have some fun. In fact, after service, we've got a fried chicken lunch. We want to encourage you to stay. Please stay. I don't want to be going home with all this food, okay? But we want to encourage you to hang out and have some food and fellowship and share some of your stories on what God has done in your life. And we've got something that we want to flash on the screen. And listen, uh, it's all about sharing testimony. It's all about sharing your story. BridgesNashville.com slash story. You can snap that QR code there. This is just something real simple where you can share your story, because I know that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Let us know what God has done in your life as you've been a part of this church. You know, in a few moments, our worship team is going to come back up and lead us in a response song after we share another special video. We're going to prepare for baptisms. Now listen, uh, we don't have anybody signed up for baptism. This is a faith moment. This is a trust moment. But we do have shirts and, and t-shirts. Uh, T-shirts and shorts in the green room. We've got towels. Listen, if you want to get baptized today, we've got the goods. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. See, baptism is a declaration of the life change that's happened in your heart. God said, repent and be baptized through his prophets and through Jesus. The day of Pentecost, 3,000 come to know him. Peter said, repent and be baptized. This this thing. Give your heart to Christ and be baptized. This is a way that you can make that public, and I want to do that with you right by your side. So if you've never been baptized, please come and see me during this next song. We'll get you set up with shirts and towels and shorts from the green room. If you put your faith in Jesus, but you've never been baptized, this is your day. This is a moment in your story. This is a mile marker in your story. Don't let it pass you by. Let's pray. Thanks for listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. To stay up to date on everything going on at Bridges, you can find us online at facebook.com slash Bridges Nashville or at Bridges Nashville on Instagram.